And ladies and gentlemen, welcome, internets. It is I, we, us, the redemptioners, the redemptioners, redemptioners. Uh, welcome to our show. Hey, please, God, don't so, put me in the uh, thumbnail. Do we want to do the discussion of <laughs> Joss Whedon's per- personal life as a prologue? I feel like we got to get to it. Uh, so, who wants to start? Just quickly, start? I would like to say that being disappointed, oh, I, that <laughs> being disappointed in someone who you don't actually have a personal relationship with, but is someone whose stuff you liked. Uh, because you may have put them on a pedestal is uh, not the healthiest way to approach life. And I have a bit of advice for everyone who's really upset that Joss Whedon might turn out to not be as feminist as we want him to be or as feminist as he said he was, uh, is that we're all flawed and uh, maybe we all get like a chance or two or 15 to not be perfect people. And uh, so I'm still going to enjoy watching the stuff that he's made that I've enjoyed. Uh, it's not going to keep me from that. Uh, but I'm also someone who still likes Roman Polanski movies. Me too. <laughs> Just you know, for context, that's where I'm at. Yeah. I like Woody Allen. I see every Woody Allen movie. I just do. Can't yeah, I'm, I'm. I'm basically in the same boat. I've I've been able to separate uh, art from an artist for years, and you kind of have to because it's like Illyrio said. You know, it's just like if, if you if you start like just you know getting getting rid of like everything you know fictional that you like because of the person behind it and and something that they may do or say that you at the very least find questionable then you're just going to have to throw all of it out um it, it's just sort of inevitable that like you know some people i've noticed over the years and you know this this is not for everyone of course it's just observational and and subjective but i've noticed that people who usually are the most um do the most moral grandstanding uh, tend to be either overcompensating for or deflecting from the skeletons in their own closet, uh, you know, hmm. like Bill Cosby or Lena Dunham, you know, people like that. So it's so you tend to just sort of like, well, uh, all right, I'm, I'm not really cool with this person, uh, but I don't actually know them either. Uh, but I can still, you know, enjoy their art. I mean, like I've I've had a personal run in on Twitter with Adam Baldwin. Like, yeah, that guy's a jerk. I speak from personal experience, but he's a good actor and I will I will watch and enjoy Firefly. So, you know. Right. You take what you can get. Um as for me, um I yeah, I can't watch any Woody Allen movies. I definitely can't do any Bill Cosby stuff anymore. And that hurt that definitely hurts me because Bill Cosby is a big part of my life. Uh I've no no idea what's what's up with Lena Dunham. I don't. I don't. I never watched Girls, so maybe I'm just. <laughs> yeah, it's, it has nothing to do with her show. Like I don't. I don't want to get into it. Like it's it's some pretty. Uh, okay. It's a pretty dark, messed up stuff. Okay. Um. But uh. Yeah. It it definitely makes me feel icky to even know about people's personal lives, and I'm kind of sad that I had to learn about that. But then again, it's like one, one side. <laughs> I don't know. All I know is that's, I met I met Joss. He was nice. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean that's that's also an issue too. And you know, not to not to take anything away from uh, his ex wife. Yeah. Um. You know, and 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 they don't. 
his sort of non-statement uh, at the end of the piece, the little editorial, like doesn't exactly it doesn't um, uh, deny, actually deny anything either. It basically says yeah. like like yeah, some of the stuff in there is uh, is is exaggerated. Um, so it's like okay, well, you're, you're basically saying like yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, like like some of the stuff that she put into that article uh, was almost like okay, I'm going to quote what he wrote to me, <laughs> you know? Yeah, um, it's pretty sad. <laughs> I yeah, I mean, I I I probably the only thing that I just sort of 100 uh, percent uh, disagree with her on is is the idea of like you know she's telling people like don't you know don't give him any awards for feminism, and it's like look, okay, I understand you're upset, but calm the hell down, like. You can be a flawed, crappy person and still have your heart in the right place of like, you know, push like I like I've I've been involved with uh, in a roundabout way with uh, Can't Stop the Serenity and Equality Now for years now. And just because Joss Whedon likes women a little too much, if you know what I'm saying, <laughs> does not change the fact that like he's done an awful lot for um uh, women who've been abused and, and, um, you know, especially in, in, uh, other countries, you know, outside of the U S so I'm not gonna, you know what I mean? Like, I'm not, I'm not going to throw the baby out with the bathwater basically. Right. Yeah. I, I wonder, you know, back when I watched Buffy for the first time and I thought, Oh, this man is a genius. This man, you know, I wonder if that, if it would have came out then, if I would have been like, personally offended and hurt right. but i don't think so but like he just because he says he's a feminist that's not saying i'm perfect i'm the perfect feminist i'm what you should try to emulate you know right. nobody nobody is perfect and from reading what her words i mean i'm i don't know but it's she's she's very very hurt yeah and yes. i feel so sorry for her and I wish that I didn't know any of this. It makes me feel icky too. I don't want to know this. I don't want to bury my head in the sand, but right. um But it's I'm also just, like none of our business. It's none no, of my business. Not, he did it. not break any marriage vow to me. It's not yeah, it, nothing it, it, to me. It it kinda it bugs me that, you know, she she starts up that whole thing with saying like, Oh, I'm 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 a private person and it's like, well, if you were a private person, then this is like this is re- this is really immature. Like again, I understand yeah. you're upset, but it's like don't do this. Just yeah. just don't. Well, I would like to just mention that it's perfectly okay for someone to, when they see hypocrisy, try to point it out. And I mm-hmm. think that there's a lot of potential baggage that comes from being Justice Christ's partner. <laughs> and i think that to kind of counterbalance that kind of you know maybe stigma um you might air some dirty laundry now does the dirty laundry matter to me no we all have dirty laundry i have some literally four feet from me literal dirty laundry Uh, you monster we, we i know and the thing is, and I don't even fold it right away when it's clean. Like that's Oh, come on. I'm leaving right now. I can't do this. <laughs> but the, 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 the way I see things is the following. I don't care what he does in his personal life when it comes to how I can appreciate what he's created. The thing that we're d- discussing is not is what he's created in uh, contradiction, direct contradiction to these revelations is 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 this a person who was um, 
the verb escapes me, but uh, who was touting himself as uh, a defender of women while at the same time doing the opposite, right? And so that's one thing that's valid. We should be able to ask questions like that, just like we should ask questions about uh, people who say that they're pro-workers' rights, but it turns out that they get paid by you know, like corporations and, and, and they're not really on, on, you know, on, on, on the side of workers. Regardless, yes. um, the, the, this is a multidimensional thing. I think the actual sordid details are unfortunate, but it does bear into question if someone has allowed themselves to be portrayed as a defender of women's rights, as a feminist, when in reality, in their own personal life, they can't live up to that image does the image in and of itself, do they have a responsibility to tell people, actually, you guys, I'm not really that awesome? <laughs> or do you just I, I, let I, people think what they think and you live your life and then you just do your best, which is the only thing any of us can ever do anyway, right? Well, it's funny. Like, I'm sure he was doing his best. I'm sure he was doing his best. But sometimes that's not good enough. And sometimes, you know, like I said on Facebook, it's easier to talk the talk than walk the walk. And we all falter. We all have that extra brownie when we shouldn't, <laughs> you know. And there, there's there are way too many opportunities for us to be um, to have our feet held to the fire, a creation of a persona more than what we actually try to live ourselves, right? Like Joss Whedon is bigger than just this guy, you know. <laughs> and and it's it, he could never. No one can live up to that. No one can live yeah. up to that. You know, when, when, you, when you actually look and do research into Mother Teresa, no one can live up to Mother Teresa's image, even Mother Teresa. Yeah. Okay. And so, so if, if we're, if we're going to get upset or we're going to persecute someone for not living up to an image that they are not entirely responsible for, I, I can't get behind that. And so I'm not personally affected by it. I'm not affected by it to an extent where I'm not, where I'm going to boycott his stuff or I'm not going to watch his stuff or be interested by the things he does. But he was never a personal hero of mine. So that's not something that I now don't have in my life. And I think that for people who are uh, uh, basically grieving the loss of a hero, I get it. Mm -hmm. But maybe take this opportunity to analyze the idea that anytime you expect people to live up to expectations that they don't set themselves, this is what happens. Uh, anyway, I've gone on very long, and I know that, John, you wanted to say something. Uh, yeah, no, I was just going to say that um, there's actually an episode of Firefly that deals with this very thing. It's called Janestown. Uh, and it's yeah. about it's about uh, Jane Cobb uh, going to this town where he had he had previously spent some time. And there was this whole story about him, like dropping money from a plane. That, Spoiler uh, alert. Yeah. That, uh, <laughs> Don't that, listen, uh, Kim. That, uh, that, that had the, um, I, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm going to do it. Um, <laughs> that had rained all this money down on, on these townspeople and they took it. They, they started to worship him. They put up a big statue of him. And then it turns out there's like all these circumstances where like, no, he, he actually did that because he was intending to get away with the money, but he needed to, to jettison the money. Cause it was, he was going to, he, he couldn't take off fast enough with it. Um, and, you know, there's this whole thing between Mal and Jane at the end where, where Mal says, you know, they're probably putting that statue, statue right back up. And Jane just doesn't understand. Like, I don't, it doesn't make any sense. Like, I'm a scumbag. They all know I'm a scumbag. And it's basically think like people, sometimes people just need something to worship. Mm -hmm. They need something to, to aspire to, whether that is, you know, and, and, and once that gets 
removed for them. Sometimes they don't know how to handle it. They don't know what to do. And so they'll just, they'll, they'll find any way to excuse it and say like, well, he's still a great man. Like, well, I don't, he's never been a, Joss Whedon has never been a great man. I, I've been suspicious of him in that regard for a while now. This is, this is not the first sort of Okay, see, I've heard a lot of me. people say that, John. Can you explain that? Uh, I, I can. I'm a little hesitant because, I mean, it, it's kind of, Is it kind of like what you were saying earlier, people who are, like, grandstanding the loudest? Or yeah, the ones? It's, yeah, it's it's because it, it gets into some political stuff, you know, and I, I don't want to uh, offend anyone. Um, but I'll, I'll just say that this, this past election that we had in the United States um, in 2016, it revealed things about a lot of people that that you know i kind of i kind of took a step back and went oh so you're not like yeah you you talk a big game it's like Illyrio said it's like but you're not actually walking the walk you're kind of full of crap so you know it's kind of like i just look at joss whedon it's like well he's this guy who you know allegedly uh cheated on his wife a bunch um and i don't also look at that as like because some people are saying we're sort of revoking his status as a feminist like oh he's he's not a feminist it's like well that is, I mean that that just means that just means he's he he was he, he failed his wife and he was kind of crappy to his wife. That doesn't mean he hates women. All of a sudden, you know, you, like you can still be a feminist. Like you're just not like a great one, I guess. Well, I guess you're not a perfect one, right? And and, what, and how do you def, how do you define that? Everybody has their own idea of like what makes a a a feminist or even a good feminist or a perfect yeah. feminist. So it's like how do you? Because it's not like. It's just it's just a sort of status that some people can come along and decide to like to give you or take away whenever they choose. So, you know, what does it really mean? Yeah. What does it mean? <laughs> what does it mean? I think it means it's time to start the show. Yes. yes. And, and this is all before you've introduced me. So people are probably like, who the hell is this jackass? Who's this jerk? <laughs> Well, we wanted to thank Joss Whedon for coming on the show today. Talk Thanks, to Joss. Third person. Later, skater. <laughs> All right, uh, but you know, I'm I'm glad we could talk, and that's what you know. That's why I ended up putting the post in the group. I was discouraging Steph from putting it in there, and then I realized it was going to be kind of a big thing, and I figured we all needed to talk about it. So um, I feel better. Yeah. <laughs> All right, uh, let's get into the show. Uh, you're listening to Redemption Cast, Season 4, Episode 11 and 12, Soulless and Calvary. Angelus plays mind games with the gang, eventually leading to his soul being stolen, escaping his cage, and trying to kill Lila, but Cordy stabs her in the throat. Dun-dun-dun! What?! Dun, dun, dun. Yes! Yes! What a twist! My name is Robin. I'm Stephanie. This is Kimberly. I'm Lirio. Hey, I'm John. Hey, hey. John. <laughs> John, thank uh, you for joining us. Yes. Thanks for having me. I'm real excited. Boy, you picked a humdinger and a half. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I, I really love these two episodes <laughs> for obvious reasons we will get into. <laughs> Why? It's just a bunch of talking. <laughs> <That's>... <laughs> 
I saw a review question, of Solus and I was asked, like, question answered. <laughs> All right. I saw, I don't, I none of your opinions matter except Kim. Kim. Yes. Okay. What did you think? First of all, I was so excited to see my favorite character in this universe reintroduced and jealous. And I was like, he was so amazing. Can we talk about? Can we? Okay, so if we talk about both episodes, um, yeah, I knew that he wasn't. I knew he wasn't just going to be there one episode. <laughs> so at the end, I was like, yes. And the next episode, I was like, yes. And then. Now, <laughs> <laughs> to see what's happening uh, in the next episode, which I have not watched, and I was, like, this close to starting. And this I was like, no, so okay. hard. <laughs> I watched these episodes two weeks ago. Oh. <laughs> and I have been dying to watch the next one. And thank God for early leaks of Game of Thrones episodes. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Well, let's hope, right hopefully now. these, uh, these uh, next episodes of Angel don't leak to you at all. <laughs> I know, right? Hopefully. I, I do yeah. want to apologize. I really was hoping to get you guys to sit down and do a commentary for one of these oh, episodes. Good. And uh, the fans are reaching out for it. You know, our listeners. Sorry, guys and girls. It's coming. It's coming. I'm sure Sometimes you guys will happens. do another one. Life gets in the way. Yeah. But I have to say, I, I'll i be honest. I really considered watching the rest of the season and just bullshitting. <laughs> <laughs> I really, really thought about. Ugh. Really thought about pulling that, and I, I couldn't because I don't blame you. I you do know, not blame you. Oh, so like good. Oh, you don't you dare! <laughs> don't you besmirch the name of Gab? <laughs> I'm just kidding. No, he, he, uh, no, that's not cool, dude. <laughs> don't do that. Do not feed. Do not feed the trolls. <laughs> Gabby never watched ahead. I will say this no, on record and never. on tape and on CD. She's just smarter uh, than the rest of you guys. <laughs> <laughs> Tough shit. I will, I will say that uh, Angel did have a two week hiatus after Calvary. So oh, yeah, uh, it's almost it's awesome. almost like you're watching it live. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I get to share in, in original cruelty. This is great. Yes. Yeah. Oh my god! Really? They had a two week hiatus? Mm-hmm. Like for no reason, or was it usually something they did every year at this time, or? No, I mean it was uh, these aired in like mid February, so maybe okay. they were trying to catch up to May. Yeah, I don't know. So was this February sweeps? Maybe. Um, Do you guys remember say... that sweeps? Sweep, yeah. Sweep. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this oh. is right around the time when they were doing. Buffy was doing uh, first date, get it done, storyteller. Right around that, the same time. I don't remember any of those episode names. Was... Storyteller was the one with Andrew. Andrew and his camera. Mm-hmm. Ew. Okay. What what was first date? First date was when Buffy went on a date with Principal Wood, and it was awkward. His name was Ryan. (laughs) (laughs) And then what was the other real? Get it done. done. I don't remember the meat of that episode, but it ended with uh, Spike uh, basically like finding himself and getting his mojo back, and he like puts on his coat and lights up a cigarette, and he's like, "Get it done." Mm. That's actually the big Larry the Cable Guy episode. Get her done. <laughs> oh, yeah. Quick question about this episode, Soulless. So I usually yeah, we only have a minute. <laughs> I, usually don't, I usually don't pay attention to the credits, but it said directed by Sean Austin. Is it that Sean Yes, Austin? that Sean Astin. Yes. Astin, okay. yeah, yeah. Uh, I have some trivia here second. for you. The son of John Astin from Days of Our Lives? <laughs> oh, shut, shut up. up. Uh, Are you serious? <laughs> Days of our lives. No, yes. his dad was uh, John Aston from the 
Adam's family. family. What? And the Frighteners. His mom was Patty Duke, I believe. Yep. Um, Are you guys so, serious? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I thought it Sam was Wise the other Aston. Directed this episode right around the time. No, I know Samwise uh, did. <laughs> Samwise Gamgee. Uh, so, you know, his directing experience, uh, he only directed a couple shorts before this and an episode of some show called A Hundred Deeds of Eddie Dowd, uh, Perversions of Science, and Jeremiah. That's that's all he's directed before. Uh, it That's says, pretty uh, impressive, considering I thought this episode was amazing, even though there's a lot of talking back and forth. Yeah. I really enjoyed it. Like, I even, I enjoyed sitting and watching these extra long scenes. Yeah. Uh, after Aston told writer-director and close friend Doug Petrie about his fervent desire to be directing episodic television, he shadowed producers David Greenwald and Tim Minear for several weeks to get a feel for the series before he was given this episode to direct. So he was just like hanging out on the set of Angel. <laughs> uh, he says, television sort of mandates that you keep moving, uh, but you don't want to stop. Angelus has so many layers and so many different shades and qualities. You want to keep exploring them and mining them and pulling them out. It's such a rich, meaty character for him to do. He's good at evil. It's a little creepy. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> so good. So, um, wow, where are we going to start? <laughs> uh, oh, I, I did want to um, uh, say uh, uh, happy uh, uh, Blot Out the Sun Day, too. Since, like, <laughs> we're kind of sharing a timeline here now with Angel. <laughs> Absolutely uh, fantastic. <laughs> um, so, yeah, the city's kind of in chaos. You know, there's people fighting in the streets and stuff. Vampires taking, coming out of the shadows and taking over. And um, yeah, we Connor's, call them neo Nazis. <laughs> Connor calls them Taurus. <laughs> <laughs> that was funny. That yeah. was great. Like he should. Anyways, never. I, oh I know, it's not like yeah, he, let's talk about it, Kim. He's not been in LA for very long either. Are so you on the whatever. Connor train yet, Kim? No, never. I don't like him. I just want him gone. <laughs> so <laughs> I I like him more than I like Don. Uh-huh. I I especially enjoy some of the bullshit that happens between him and Angelus and even him and Angel. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I don't really dig the whole uh, the him and Cardi thing. Is just I don't I don't I don't ever want to. Oh, it's so hot though. Think you know it's not. No, it's not. <laughs> did you guys <laughs> stop it? Did you guys uh, when that happened? Did you guys talk about the uh, behind the scenes of that? About what Charisma Carpenter said about shooting those scenes? I think we talked uh, about what uh, Stupid Face said, but I don't know about Charisma. Isn't Carthizer basically saying he had to, like, hover above her? <laughs> because she was pregnant. But what did Charisma say? Oh, she said apparently uh, it was hard to shoot because he had, like, really long, gnarly toenails, and they kept scraping her, and she didn't like it. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Oh, gross. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so uh, never mind. <laughs> Is it hot now? <laughs> Uh, uh, nope, never, never on the train. <laughs> Goodbye. The only That's thing I will thing say is that I enjoyed about this about Connor is when they had they started their first little bit of back and forth. Him and Angelus. 
they yeah. were going at it like quip for quip, toe to toe, fast pace. And I was like, yeah, I had a couple chuckles. I'm like, they were going toe to toe. I was like, this is, that was the one bit when I was like, okay. And then it quickly faded because I'm like, oh, I remembered who he was. And I was like, get off the screen. <laughs> well, let's, let's, uh, let's break some of that down. Let's take a pause and talk about, I mean, there's, I love each one of these, like, you know, Angelus as Hannibal Lecter scenes. That's right. <laughs> Uh, the, the whole thing, uh, like basically like he's just constantly trying to break each one of these, uh, folks down. And, uh, he tells Connor, like, if you're going to, ch- chances of him staking Angelus, he's going to end up staking himself first, <laughs> um, that, that he made his mother sick and she ended up killing herself because she couldn't deal with him. <laughs> and so did, so did Holtz. And then he just totally calls out the whole Oedipus thing. He's like, there should be a story for that. Yeah. I don't want to say all the quotes, but uh, good mm-hmm. stuff. And, and you know, it's um, it's uh, even more interesting because, you know, Connor got his shirt messed up while he was out fighting. So he ends up wearing one of Angel's shirts. So it's, uh, I don't know. Um, it's He's like, oh, you're trying to, like, kind of take my place. You got to get Cordy or whatever. I like that Connor says that. Like Angel is just like some sort of mask that Angelus just wears, and Angelus is actually his real father. So mm-hmm. I just like that whole that whole scene. I don't know. That was amazing. It was great. Yeah, because it's like Connor likes Angelus. It's like, hey, I'd rather have you as my father than than a lame Angel. Right. <laughs> can we talk about? Uh, well, can we talk about Gun? Oh no. yeah. <laughs> go, go ahead. <laughs> so this is what happens when you kill a guy for a girl and she's not into you anymore. <laughs> it's a classic story of classic, classic story. Professor for girl. And, and there's this constant, uh, Hey dude, get off my girl. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Gun is, gun is, from it's, it's like, it's like on the, on, like on the, on the, at the core of it, like I understood where Gunn was coming from, but like on the surface, it's like, dude, don't talk about her like that. Just, ew. Mm-hmm. Like, what are you doing? He's, he was just very dude bro about the whole thing. Oh. So, so like when he breaks up with Fred, I'm like, you know, I feel like this should be reversed because yeah, yeah. I'd be like, I'd be like, A, you hit me and B, you like, <laughs> well, talk hold about on. Me, that like, was I'm completely accidental though. I don't that care. Was I don't care. Accidental. I don't care if he can't like control his temper to the point where like he's 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 randomly punching people. Then like yeah, we don't need well, to be on. in a relationship. His whole life is punching things. Well, hold on a second. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. His whole life is punching things. He's a physical. He's 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 a, he's, a, he's he's a physical force. He's he's about killing demons. He's about hitting things. He just killed a guy, mm-hmm. <laughs> right? Uh, he got stupid angry and did something stupid and, and was going to fight with Wesley or did fight with Wesley. The, the details are fuzzy in my mind. And he, wasn't it just he yeah. was reaching back to swing? Yeah. Now, they, let's they be were... clear. Let's be clear. This is not the first time Fred has been around him when he got aggressive and was going to hit something. Mm-hmm. Um, so there way. should be already like a precedent with regards to the personal space bubble he needs when he's doing his backswing. Man. I'm not saying he shouldn't apologize. But right. yeah, I, I, it's it's not like you know you hit me. Well, come on, calm down. Uh, my I, I I accidentally hit you. I apologize right away. I didn't want to hit you. That was not yeah. okay. But come on. Uh, anyway, that's I think it's terrible for other reasons. I, I, I just I just feel I feel like he should be over it by now. I feel like 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 there should be a, should be enough. He's been on the show for long enough to where like he should have some character growth of like okay I he should be more in control of his 
temper by now, sure. I, I would say. Yeah. I, I agree. Yeah. However, uh, it's very frustrating watching these episodes because, okay, uh, again, I'm going to say uh, we've been conditioned now um, to like binge watch shows one after another. Whereas this show was an episode where he got angry and whatever. It could have been months between, right? So we're not used to seeing gun flare up the way he does if we were to binge watch it um yeah. i think i mentioned last week that i was again all these shows from like the 90s before the 2000s or the very early 2000s i started watching them again on netflix and i'm like there is no way that i would have watched this show if it was on back in the day because <laughs> everybody deserves to be punched in the throat everybody deserves to be like regulated because they're all so annoying are you talking about friends? Are you talking about friends? I'm talking about every show. Every show. Everyone's cheating on everybody else. Everyone's like doing things behind people's backs. If this were real life, these people would not even talk to each other anymore, let alone still be involved with each other. Like, it's it's frustrating, again, because, again, right now what's going on in the world being a very uber-feminist and this and that. I'm like, there's no way that these women would still be with these disgusting males Mm -hmm. in this universe, right? And I'm watching Look at his abs! (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. But I'm watching it going like, what the hell is wrong with these girls? You know? Um, But anyways. I I, I I will say, um, there... (laughs) I can't believe I'm going for this joke. Uh, There were... Thank you, Robin. Moving on. There there were people... uh, I, I, I would say we're talking a lot about you know, like gun and his anger, uh, but there was uh, there was problems on both sides. Oh, oh, <gasps> oh no, you uh, didn't. Oh no, gun, gun, like tells <laughs> you didn't him, even yes. do it. You didn't even do it right. <laughs> gun tells him to uh, stay away from what's his, but Wes seriously like says like. Oh, you're just mad you can't give her what she needs. I mean, yeah. where the hell, what the hell, Wesley? Well, yeah. and also, also, they know that Angelus is an agent of chaos. That he is there to take their <laughs> words and actions and twist it and mm-hmm. make them at it. They know that this is going to happen, but they can't stop it. It happens they anyway. Take they the almost bait anyway. Yeah. yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. Steph is 100 percent right. And there were even times when it's like because they go through the whole episode you know like they're just words like he'll just try to manipulate you like don't let him get to you but like there are times when 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 they not only take the bait they actually give him stuff to use Mm -hmm. like they answer they answer his questions and crap like that it's like why are you even like indulging this guy or anything yeah don't even talk to him yeah go go near the cage get away from the cage No, unfortunately, they're trying to get information out of him so it's like they just got to keep don't feed the troll to get the uh exactly but it just drives me nuts because at the beginning of the episode, they're on rocky uh, on on rocky footing. They break up, and then within a half an hour of them breaking up, she's like, "Well, I guess I'm single, Wes. Uh, let's let's." Uh. <laughs> well, that was in Calvary. Like, hold on, hold on, hold on. We did. We uh, it's about. true, but still, yeah. They, no, these two really kind of fused together for me most yeah, of the time. That's true. They, I will they, say they though that uh, Wesley reaching out and kissing. Fred was weird. It was really out of nowhere. Like, dude, are you are you are you buying what Angelus is selling you? It's like it's called tact, dude. Like, yeah, yeah. boundaries. Yeah, and he Learn to read the room. You know, he goes for her again in the second episode. He gets kind of interrupted by Lila. You know, yeah. <laughs> it's like, dude, back off, back off. Give it a minute, man. Um, exactly. Can I, can I read a quote from Amy Acker? Uh, no. about the whole. <laughs> 
<laughs> the whole gun break. Go, I want to hear it. Amy says, in L.A., I hardly ever get recognized. But if I do, it's always by the last person I would ever expect to watch the show. There was a man in McDonald's the day after Wesley had kissed me and Gunn had walked in. He goes... Fred, how are you going to dog my man gun like that? <laughs> he was yelling at me in the middle of McDonald's. And I was like, it's not really me. I'm an actress. I didn't do it, really. There are definitely diehard fans. Oh, that's sweet. <laughs> what the hell is Amy Acker doing at a McDonald's? That's a bullshit story. <laughs> Maybe the McDLC was back. <laughs> what, did we do? what did we just talk about with pedestals, Illyrio? Celebrities are people, too. Uh, happy food just like the rest of us but the thing about wesley kissing fred we have we have seen that wesley is the type of person that doesn't wait anymore he acts just like because he took his glasses off yeah (laughs) and he's been going to the gym (laughs) (laughs) and he got a haircut Yep. Or something. So, but, you know, he, how, um, he didn't wait to talk about, you know, options with everybody. He just went and got, uh, the soul guy, the soul getter person. The Wu Tang? Han, Han Tang, Han Wu Tang. The, the Wu Tang clan? Yeah. Men, the, the clansmen, <laughs> the, the Wu Tang clansmen. So that is Wesley now. He does not wait. He goes for it. He don't want to wait. Stop. Uh, I already walked off this podcast once. Don't make me do it again. <laughs> uh, so I, I like how Wesley is like saying, I, I, I've trained my whole life for this moment. You know, this is, this is a high point for me. And there was a bit of trivia I found that, that reminded me that in Bad Girls, the episode Bad Girls uh, from Buffy, uh, when Wesley meets Angel, he has no idea who he is. <laughs> so it's a That's little bit of a retconning. <laughs> Yeah. Um, oh my gosh. I got to say uh all of the Angela scenes were quite awesome. Tell very pleasing. Very just it was just wonderful. Uh I I was worried that we weren't going to get uh like some nice meaty Angelas. We got tons of Angelas. Oh, so much. <laughs> and now he's on the loose and he has an accomplice? <laughs> what? How uh, how did you guys feel about how gross he was talking about women? <laughs> I mean, really gross. How bony Fred is, and that Cordy's got a great rack, but she talks too much. Um, <laughs> although the tone is not the best, I mean, you can't dispute his facts. Terrible. <laughs> 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 Oh. In the uh, are we jumping around? Can we jump around? Because, go for it. Because, go like, for it. The, jump around. Jump. Jump. So there are yeah, different lines it. that he said that I kind of went, I audibly gasped. I was like, there's no way that they would say that. Right. Today. And I was just like, <laughs> talking oh. about rape and retarded. I was like, what? Yeah. yeah. Both R words were used in yeah. the same episode. Oh, yeah. God. You, you, got, you got to remember, like, this was, this was, this was, you know, quite a ways back. Um, but also this was on the WB, which was a very small, so they were a lot like cable back then. Like they could just sort of get away with, cause nobody was watching. Like they, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, oh, I don't mean it like, I don't mean it like that. I don't mean it like that. I just mean like they were under the radar. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Speaking of under the radar, I hadn't seen this comment from Buffy Summers. I declare this a gun-free zone. Uh, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> sorry, Buffy. I wish I would have read that earlier. Uh, I think my most the the one that shocked me the most was in Calvary when he was talking about uh, 
how Wesley's got such a great accent and, you know, girls really dig accents. And he tells Fred, like, point blank, he's like, I'm going to use my, want me to use my Irish brogue when, while I uh, rape you to death. I'm like, whoa. Yeah. That's, uh, that's geez, Angelus. That was but, so, um, like, uh, what? I just <laughs> like, did he really just say what I thought he said? <laughs> yeah. I can't believe that 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 they would actually say that, which is, you know, you know, usually television, you progress and you get a little bit more edgy and edgy. But now they're like, you can't say that on TV now. You cannot. <laughs> uh, maybe on like prestige dramas, like on AMC yeah. or something. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, he gets he gets a hold of Fred after the whole cart with blood incident. And uh, luckily, they have Trank guns. So and it's that like, helps. That's not the way you do right. anyway. Like, 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 you put it on a tray and <laughs> put it on the floor, on the ground, and then slide it. Yep. Yeah. The bars to him. That's how you do that. I gotta tell you guys, this whole um, tranquilizer gun thing is such bullshit. Yeah, he has no <laughs> blood coursing through his veins. How would he? Oh yeah, yeah, that's true. Ugh. This is dumb. Spike smokes, by the way. Yeah, I was gonna say, like you know, they they they've been inconsistent. We'll say with the rules for years now. So yeah, just, I know, just but still, doesn't mean I can be less of a pedant. <laughs> I know. That's okay. Uh, so we do find out uh, why Angelus is connected to the Beast is because he actually met him in 1789 in Prussia. Uh, apparently, the Beast staged this whole trail of dead soldiers to impress him because he wanted him to kill these sphere the Svi princesses or priestesses i should say um but it, it, it oh man it's like nope <laughs> when, when angel started talking about uh the prussian girls and how sweet their blood is because of all the pastries they eat it just it made, it made me want donuts <laughs> i want some donuts really badly uh Oh yeah, how about the the scene where they go? So they go check out the priestesses. Uh, like you, you can find them in the yellow pages, apparently. Uh, <laughs> yeah, and, and, I love that. That was so great, and that they were close by. Yeah, it's like they actually they actually had a place in the area. That was in Connor. Because at that time, it was Fred and Wesley going through these ancient texts because yeah. they could read it, and then Gun's like, "I'm going to go to the yellow pages. phone book." Bam. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, Connor being completely disturbed by this dead kid, which is another thing. They, sh- I'm like, wow, they're really showing a lot of this dead, like, yeah. like eight year old or whatever, like laying there. On yeah, the that was crazy. Kim, you love that, right? Oh yeah, dead babies. Woo. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I was, I was, I was pretty surprised, and uh, I enjoyed that. I think that there's too much of a veil on, you know, a fiction. W- but we can't go too far in fiction. Uh, whatever. It mm-hmm. it really hits at home. Terrible demon. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that beast. Uh, or maybe it wasn't the beast. <laughs> uh, uh, so, um, yeah, like Cordy makes a deal, says it if he tells her what happened, that she's all his. I just remember, like, watching this for the first time. All this stuff was just so freaking epic and like, oh, my God, like edge of my seat. You yeah, know, I'm just enjoying it now, but man, I wish I, I could watch it for the first time again. I have been waiting since Innocence for <laughs> Angelus to come back. Right. I mean, it this is season four of this show. Yeah, yeah, and they're just Angelus. You would think they would like. I mean, they 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 make they make Angel lose control several times in the series, but it's never Angelus. They hint at it. 
total cock yeah. teasing the entire way. And then I like <laughs> did like yesterday when I was watching it, if you know, <laughs> I restrained myself and only posted one video. But <laughs> I was going nuts. I love I don't know why. He, and that's he's that's so- why they did it. They made you yeah, wait for when, it. So it so it felt all the greater when he finally showed up. Exactly. And then like again, we're jumping around, but in the second episode <laughs> when we think Angel is back and he's not, the entire time like, no way, no way, no way. <laughs> You're like, and they wouldn't I just do this for really one episode. <laughs> and I thought it was really cool on on David Brianis that he got a chance to show some pretty good range, you mm-hmm. know, because you know, he's always brooding and he's and I think in Angel, like Angel the series, he's got a chance to be a bit more comedic and show like some actual real personality. But this episode, these two episodes, I'm like, how mentally and physically draining must it have been to like just go through the oh. the, the difference in the characters that he had to play? I think I have a quote. Of course you do. Is <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, that the most comedic of the book? I didn't like it too much, but so I'll, I'll, but I'll read it. Here we go. For me, it's always been a matter of tapping into the wicked stuff and having fun with Angelus, really heightening and exploring his personality, depending upon the type of scene he's going into and the circumstances surrounding him. I kind of look at the whole and make it as simple as I possibly can, but at the same time bring out that demon in him. It's pretty hard to say how I really prepare for it. There's a lot of things I do that I'd rather not discuss. Which makes it a what? Okay. <laughs> but still... But still, at the same time, one of the things that I do is just understand the character and where he's coming from by doing my homework as far as what the scene is all about, playing the scene and then getting into him that way. So it's very, like, actorly business type. But the, but the whole, like, you know, I don't want to talk about what I do. To I don't my... want to talk about my craft. <laughs> yeah, so it's like, oh, that's... Uh, yeah, so. because we're going to steal all your roles <laughs> if we know your secrets. <laughs> Whatever, man. Uh, so, gosh, I mean, do we have anything more to talk about in Soulless? I, feel like- I, I just, like, one of my favorite things about it, I mean, Steph, you know, jokingly said, it was like, oh, it's it's just a bunch of people talking. And I was like, yeah, because, like, the way that it's crafted and the way it plays out, like, mm. like, like the the debates and arguments, they're the action scenes in that episode. And... It's like this little, you know, one act play or like a little like self-contained, uh, you know, bottle episode or literally a locked room drama because Angel's locked in a cage. So, like, I just I love stuff like that because we've we've so much of the season, you know, has has been surrounded by these big, lofty, bombastic uh, spectacles, you know, and like with all these crazy special effects and big set pieces and, and elaborately designed uh you know, sets and locations, giant monsters. And then here we just have, you know, this this really evil person chipping away at the goodness in everybody else and finding their flaws and exploiting those flaws to uh, to attack each other. And he's doing it all while restrained inside this cage. Yeah. And so all that stuff is really fun and impressive to watch, in my opinion. I agree. It, yeah, it's it's really cool that... Here's this guy that is just like evil incarnate and he knows everybody's secrets and he's just telling him, telling them all now. And there's a secret that comes down in the next episode too. But the, the one that's, the one that's, uh, 
in here is the fact that uh, he reveals that uh, to everybody that Connor and Cordy were sleeping together. Oh yeah, when uh, uh, Fred is like, oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, and just kind of you know he see he knows the whole Wesley. He's in dealing with the Wesley uh, uh, Gun uh, Fred triangle for you know, a couple of years now as Angel. That he's just like, he knows exactly what strings to pull there. Yeah. And what everybody's always, like problems are. That's always the advantage he has is people have been uh, honest and uh, forthright and they've been open and sharing with Angel and Angelus comes out and uses all that against you. <laughs> yep. Yeah. So the Moral end- of the story, don't tell anybody anything. <laughs> Keep everything to yourself. <laughs> Yeah. Don't share. No sharing. And so like Alex they, P. Keaton. <laughs> at the end of the episode, uh, Cordy tells Angelus that he's like a disease that they're going to get rid of. And then they go back and the safe is empty. <gasps> that so. was crazy. I'm like, what is going on? Who's <laughs> doing this? Yes. but And you're like, that's terrible, but that's great. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, it's great for me because I'm watching. Yeah. yeah. I don't want Angel. Oh, no, these right poor now. souls. Yeah. <laughs> so, do we want to do ratings and quotes and then talk about Calvary in detail? Uh, sure. Yeah, I think Forget so. about feedback. <laughs> I don't know if Kim's actually around. Kim, are you back? I know it looks Foggy like you're there, but uh, Kim's a little bit absent. So, oh. let's give her a chance by uh, letting our guest go first. All right. Um, I actually. I'm not sure if this quote is in Soulless or if it's in the next episode, but I'm just going to do it anyway. Okay. Well, it looks like for the first time in your life, you're just not dark enough. <laughs> that's the next episode. Yeah. Damn it. <laughs> that's the, that's the flamethrower. <laughs> yeah. Hey guys. Sorry. Kim, hey, hey Kim. Yeah. We're doing uh, quotes <laughs> for the first part. Quotes already. Yeah. Well, we're wrapping up the first one and getting to the even better one. Yeah. So we can talk about the second one. Okay. What did I miss? Who did quotes? Who did what quote? Uh, uh, John did a quote, it? but it was from the wrong episode. <laughs> yeah, sorry about that. I, I'm trying. I'm racking here. my brain. I'll do to- one. Okay. <laughs> I'll do one. Doing your mom and trying to kill your dad. Hmm. There should be a play. <laughs> Is that yeah. my shirt? Not anymore. Looks good on you, son. So did Cordy. She looks good on everybody. <laughs> Oh, God, that's awful. That's terrible. So bad. Well, you can just look at the Facebook page for my favorite quote. But I will put down... (laughs) He distorts the the truth. He tells lies with the truth. That's what makes him so dangerous. (laughs) Cordelia. Uh, uh, Oops. Yeah? Turn off my notification. Sorry. My quote is, Oh, God. Oh, Angel. Angel, we can. I love you, but you're so bad. You ate babies. Chicks. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. What an asshole. You know, you're not fooling anyone. Get some new clothes, cool haircut, hit the gym. You're still the same loser none of the other kids want to sit with at lunch. <laughs> hey, open book. Oh, yeah. Anything you want to know. How sweet that virgin gypsy tasted. Special smell of a newborn's neck. My first nun. Now that's a great story. <laughs> awesome. Damn it. Every line uh, I keep thinking of, it, it comes from the next episode. For some, It's because I, I watched them back to back and they're yeah. such a good... 
they're so like contained and they seamlessly go one right into the yeah. other. Yeah. Uh, damn it. Agreed. I guess All I right. just don't have hey, one let's for rate it. then. <laughs> let's rate it, shall we? So tens across the board. Ten. Nope. <laughs> Ten. Uh, Gun was an idiot. Gun was it's, an idiot. Nine point five for me. Uh, well, it's a ten <laughs> for me because you know for for what I what I mentioned earlier the same reasons you know that it's just it's 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 this just this great uh, you know little this like this little one act play. Uh, there's a lot of really great dialogue. You know, Angels Angelus is such a heel. He's such a great villain. You know, even when he's when he's locked in a cage. Um, so yeah, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna give it ten out of ten. Uh, glasses of blood. I don't know. <laughs> okay, I'm in the process of opening my point six L sheet. <laughs> okay, well I will go. I, I mean, you're just on the edge of your seat. You're like, it's just dialogue. Why am I on the edge of my seat? But ten. It's <laughs> really good dialogue. Ten out of ten. Not shiny moments. <laughs> how how would how would you track like off the charts? Because I don't think ten gives us justice. Oh, really? <laughs> how much I love this episode. Anything angelic? Yeah. Because I've been Illyria, I have been I waiting. I understand. You've <laughs> been so thirsty. Like you don't <laughs> understand. And I no, I'm gonna give it a ten. I'm giving it extra points, but uh there are parts where I didn't really enjoy, but I'm like, okay, I'm gonna gloss it over because I've just I I love Angela so much. Uh ten out of ten trank darts. Yay, Why sure. are villains just so compelling? Like it's so it's it's, like, ex- it's exciting to watch. Because yeah, everybody wants to be happy, everybody wants to do whatever, but when you spice it up with a little bit of bad blood, it's just like, ooh, okay, here we go for five <laughs> minutes. Yeah, so good. I, it's it, yeah, it's true that that a hero is only as good as their villain, and villains are compelling because they do they tap into that part that's in all of us where they get to do and say all the things that, that we just can't. Yes. You know, for whatever reason. So, whatever. Just to go officially ahead. record my rating. Sorry. Kim, you know how you get to go over the charts? By me, because you liked it so much, changing my 9.5 to a 10. <laughs> so I have some overflow. 10 out of 10 flawed showrunners. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, now let's try... 10 out of 10. This episode was written by two women. Um, 10 out of 10. Mr. Frodo. Mr. Frodo. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, there you go. All right. And uh, I'm going to obviously give it a 10 out of 10. Uh, 10 out of 10 is stray baby toes. uh, Because uh, (laughs) Angelus rocks. And I think one of the best things about having Angelus is that all this time, you know, we're watching the show. We're like, damn, these characters are pissing me off about this way or that way. And Angelus just shows up and he's like, all right, we're going to call it all out right now. You suck. You suck. You suck. And here's why. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, it looks like Solace is the best episode of the season so far, unless something else ties it. Yeah. We'll no see what Cal- how Calvary does. <laughs> Uh, oh, I so, finally thought uh, I finally thought of a quote for from Solus. Oh, good. That was easy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, All yeah, right. I love it. Just laying there in the cell listening. Let's talk about Twice. the next one. Calvary. So I would like to start Calvary. with an observation. Mm-hmm. In this day of whitewashing Hollywood and Asian actors being not even considered for Asian parts, I would just like everyone to be aware that Wu Pang 
who is entirely covered and could have been played by anyone really, uh, was played by a real Asian. Yeah. And so I would like to commend <laughs> uh, Joss Whedon and David Greenwald and, you know, whoever could made these Nicky decisions. Rourke. Could have been Nicky Rourke. Rourke. Yeah, could have been. <laughs> um, could have been. Um... So we now have our answer to our question of how is this supposed to be an inside job? <laughs> What did you guys think about this? Uh, how did how how much did you freak out in that last like thirty seconds? Way to come back from contract negotiations. <laughs> <laughs> are we gonna ta- are, are we gonna finally talk about contract negotiations, Robin, or do we have to wait still? We have to wait. All right, <laughs> I mean, that's fine. I mean, that's fair. Like, I'd rather like just give you the whole story yep. than just like reveal little tiny pieces. Got it. I got it. I. Mean, I, I, I would like to say that I was a little distracted this episode because every scene Cordelia was in, the way that they shot her Agreed. and the, the way she was framed and she was wearing that big coat con- all the time. She never took it off. And it's like, yeah. I, I, I now see what you guys are doing. Like, it's, yeah. it's not it's not very subtle. <laughs> it's really cold in that hotel, though. <laughs> uh-huh. Like, she's it's so crazy. She's just like wearing a winter coat. And nobody's talking about it. Yeah. <laughs> well, maybe like, she's like, about to hop on a dragon and fly north. I don't know. <laughs> That's true. Like, there's that there's that you know moment when you know Connor is uh, is you know putting on Angel's shirt and they have that little exchange in uh, in uh, uh, Solace and mm-hmm. she goes to uh, the door to leave and they don't cut back to her until the door is open so that she can sort of hide behind it. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, yeah, I know what you guys are doing. <laughs> and the way the way she handed him the shirt and then the way he took it and then she turned a little bit, I was like, this is like choreographed. And there, there, yeah, there's just there are a lot of close-ups of Charisma Carpenter's face in, mm-hmm. in, yeah. in these two episodes. <laughs> yeah, that that's the only thing that took away from the episode. I totally agree. With. <laughs> I didn't little, notice. A little distracting. Yeah, I really didn't notice. Mm-hmm. I don't I, look at blocking was, very much. I was looking for it as well because ah. I don't know, just always done that when I know when I know uh, female leads are pregnant. They, they, yeah. they did it in um, in Scandal. I was like, oh, this is so <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, so, uh, Lila, Lila, <laughs> so happy to see her. I hope she's not dead. Uh, uh, Lila, Lila calendar. Uh. The, the, when she came in, I was just like, what's this rat doing here? That's what I fully said. When she, wow. And then later she kind of scurries away. <laughs> she has been hanging out in the sewers. Yeah. Like, just like a rat. And then I think even Gunn says something. I'm like, yeah, she is a rat. And <laughs> Yeah, he does He does call her a rat. And yeah. it was, it's just kind of funny, again, it, well, the way she's running and the way, like, Wesley runs after her, I'm just like, these are the two slowest runners ever. <laughs> <laughs> like, it looks like they're just taking a little casual jog around Central They have to because they don't have a lot of track. <laughs> that, that is yeah. true. That is. It looks like that, that, that one. That one sort of uh, tunnel of the <laughs> of the sewer. That's like the only space that they have because that's yeah. why they filmed it at two different angles. Because it's like okay, it's like we can put the camera all the way down here at the end and film them coming towards the camera, and then we go to the other side of the set and put yeah. the camera there and film them running away from the camera. <laughs> It was just, it made me chuckle because I'm like, okay, I get it, but they're just jogging. <laughs> <laughs> well, they don't want to slip in the poo. I don't, yeah. 
True, true. Lila only lives like a block away, but just like in the sewers. Yeah. Also, uh, isn't it weird that like there's this huge precaution of keeping Angelus locked up and you know, but yet there's like just this open entryway from the sewers that anybody can just walk in anytime mm-hmm. and let him out. <laughs> I mean, if he is in communication with the Beast, as was right. suspected, you know, if Beast didn't feel like using the front door, he could have walked in through the cellar entrance. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, so, Gun and Fred are officially broken up. So. Yay! No more <laughs> pancake breakfast! That she won't eat. <laughs> yeah, it's tea and crumpets for her. Aww. Oh my god. I got to say, at least poor J. August Richards could get away and do like a funny scene with uh, Vincent Carthizer because the whole digging up the soul eater and them coming back and like sharing a laugh over the whole misadventure. Yeah. They were a total broing out. Yeah, I loved it. It was it was very much like a buddy cop thing. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, my God, this thing is alive. <laughs> and uh, how it almost he almost takes Connor's soul, which was interesting. Before they, I love Wesley's. Uh, yeah, uh, you guys are gonna have to go make sure there's no skin. So, uh, toodles. I'm gonna be over here researching, <laughs> researching Fred. Am I right? Yeah, when Wesley finds That's out, the gun grows. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> Did I offend your delicate sensibilities? <laughs> I love how Wesley totally admits admits that he's like not – he's like, I'm not going to pretend that I'm not happy (laughs) that you guys are broken up. But uh, just completely like makes a move on her in the office. Yeah, Mm -hmm. The body isn't even cold. Exactly. It's like like somebody need to take a course, okay, about (laughs) – that's like what I was saying for the last the last episode we recorded. I was talking about I started watching Party of Five. I don't know why. <laughs> but I was getting every episode they break up and get back together with different people. It's just so ridiculous. That's what those shows were about, man. Oh man, yeah. Yeah. Not even not even a full episode <laughs> goes by and they're already like Try try to watch them. two random episodes back to back of Melrose Place. Your head will explode. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Kim, didn't you watch the last season of Dawson's Creek with me and stuff? <laughs> you, I did. You should have known by that. And you're still alive? <laughs> <laughs> I have not watched a single episode of that show. <laughs> it's great. Yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah. It was fun to talk about. So uh, the mystery of, uh, of Angel not remembering and how they're not able to find any sort of research on the Beast is uh, cleared up a little bit here because whoever is pulling the strings, is wiped everything out from this dimension. What? I wonder who that could be. (laughs) I wonder who that could be. (laughs) And it also explains why the Beast decided to go wipe out Wolfram and Hart and was in pursuit of Lila because these guys are... That that whole place is very resourceful. And... uh, if any any place is going to have you know a lot of knowledge, I mean, they got the lady from Progressive working in the basement. That's right. All the archives. <laughs> Flow. Flow. <laughs> yeah. so. And also, it kind of explains why she slept with Connor. What? You well, think that her sleeping was and tell one us of her that. long con? I mean, I don't know why she did, but by the way, do you think that's what Connor calls it? His long con? I'm just asking. <laughs> <laughs> but, 
But it's, you know, it's the... Yeah, it's been uh, over seven years of podcasting with Kim. I finally made her puke. Good night, everyone. <laughs> Sorry, Steph. But I mean, I don't know why she did, but she it's not Cordy. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's what you're saying. Okay. What are you talking about? It's not Cordy. Or it's not the Cordy we know. It's not our right. Cordy. It's, Cordy is not acting the right way. No. Well, yeah. maybe she just doesn't want to live up to your expectations. Maybe she's <laughs> flawed. Maybe she never asked to be held up to these high standards, you guys. <laughs> hey, yeah. I didn't say anything. <laughs> but our Cordy would not have slept with Connor, who she was just changing his diapers a few it's very confusing. I am she against very cordy like. I'm against slut shaming, and I'm also against I'm, milf shaming. I just I'm want that on the record. Shaming. What about diaper shaming? <laughs> what? I'm against diaper shaming <laughs> unless there's a fee and consent. <laughs> oh my God. How did we get here? <laughs> uh, never mind. Because I interrupted Robin's thought. <laughs> no. Steph. I wonder. I hadn't actually thought about that stuff because. I, I want mm, yeah. maybe this will be revealed in the future that it was all part of it. But in my mind, okay, so I guess this whole idea that she had amnesia, I guess, may have been bullshit. And that she no way. knew what she was doing the whole time. And ever since the moment she got back, this was her plan? Oh my god. Oh, but they didn't know that they were gonna bring in Jealous back. No. No, I think what well, no, but Kim, I think what, what this presupposes is that Cordy's entire return has been her plotting against the uh, L.A. Scoob gang. You think so? Well, that's what I'm led to believe. Mm. <laughs> I just wonder, I guess um, sleeping with Connor makes it, I, I guess, guarantees friction between Connor and Angel? I don't know. Actually, it would be friction between Connor yeah. and Cordy. <laughs> <laughs> Not according to Carthizer's report. Um, <laughs> oh. So, 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 so. When, so I guess she, she summoned the beast then. Hmm. But didn't they say that maybe the beast wasn't the one in charge? Yeah. Yes, uh, someone did. said there's someone bigger. I guess that's Cordy. Wow. Maybe. Somebody, the beast. Are you gave, fat shaming? The, no, not at all. <laughs> the beast gave somebody this knife made from his bones and that knife made its way into Lila's neck at the end of the episode, and I only saw one person holding that knife, and that was Cordy. Uh-huh. <laughs> so. Yeah. What are you trying to say? <laughs> are you saying there's follow. a connection between Cordy and the Beast? <laughs> I'm saying <laughs> that Ben is Cordy. <laughs> what? <laughs> You're crazy. <laughs> Ben and glory, Ben and glory. Yeah. Um, I mean, I don't want to like point things out to you guys. No, no, no. You don't have I'm, to point things out. I think I'm on the right track. I'm just. There's been things that have happened that you go, okay. What? Who has been the one behind some of the propelling of things happening? I'm not, and I'm definitely not saying it all makes sense <laughs> because. Rewatching it, I've been having conversations like, what the, what, oh, okay, all right. Yeah, because, like, Cordy was there all the time. How did she do all of this? Yeah. Well, I'm thinking maybe she's not uh, uh, no longer all-powerful. Mm. But then how'd she yeah. make her eyes turn white? 
Huh? Her eyes turned what? Yeah, because she's all powerful. But you said she's not all powerful. No, she's not. No, I have too many negatives. <laughs> she is still all powerful. She's faking. Oh, everybody's faking. What? <laughs> Did she send the uh, the beast to kill the pri- priestesses? Who killed um, the priestesses? Well, the beast had a problem killing the priestesses back in Prussia. Yeah. So that means maybe somebody else did. Mm-hmm. But and Cordy was there, so she couldn't have done it. Was, was Cordy there the entire time? Were you, were you, watch, were you but watching? But again, you guys, she's all powerful. <laughs> and who stole the soul? Where's the soul? Cordy took it. <laughs> she knows the combination. I mean... How about the whole? I mean, we were we were talking about long day's journey and how Angel and Cordy had a drink, and all of a sudden Manny got murdered. <laughs> so, and we was, thought that we were led to believe that Angel was a sleeper agent. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, which was a great. Well, I thought it well, was a great. That was definitely Cordy. Now I think. Yeah. <laughs> so you see, like a lot of different things are falling into place, and again. I don't know if they all all fall into place, but. <laughs> so Angelus lets it slip uh, in front of Fred that uh, Wesley and Lila have been stooping. <laughs> Again, why is she jealous? She just <laughs> broke up with Gun. Well, but at first she jealous. thought it was funny. It's she not, it was it's not jealousy. It's disgust. It's meant to make her think less of Wesley. Yes. Yeah. Because, because she thought it was ridiculous at first, like and then she looked at him. And was, yeah. <sighs> yeah. There was an extra scene filmed. <laughs> really? What was in the extra scene? That Angelus killed Lila in order to keep uh, the secret that Cordy was whatever. <laughs> was what? Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> was, was evil. Yeah. <laughs> that, Cordy, that Cordy stabbed Lila. <laughs> All right, so Cordy's evil and Jealous is there, so they're totally going to be boyfriend and girlfriend now, right? (laughs) Uh, I did, you know, I remember watching this the first time, and when Angelus, like, leaves the hotel and says, I'm going to go save the world or something, (laughs) I was thinking, oh my god, is this show going to be just, like, Angelus, like, in charge of the team and pretending to be Angel? And like, how I interesting so. would that be? You I know? hope so. Well, I mean, it's, his cover is kind of blown by... Yeah. I know. Uh, yeah, they went after him and everything. Um, but yeah, this... this Again, the sad thing about this uh, this whole thing is that uh, people knew from the beginning of the season that Angelus was coming back. <laughs> like, like, it was promoted as such. I think the picture that I uh, posted in the... A Facebook group is to remind people to send feedback. Like that was like a promo shot, I believe, huh. for for the season of him just kind of reaching out. Um, and uh, yeah, so they, the Angelus chasing Lila through the hotel. Uh, apparently, they wanted it to be uh, reminiscent of uh, another chase through darkened hallways back in Buffy, uh, Jenny Callender's death, and you're waiting uh-huh. for that same payoff and. Somehow, Lila ends up knocking him down the stairs, runs down a hallway, and then is jumped by Cordy. That's I didn't insane. think about that at all. Yeah, <laughs> like my, my my mind never went there. Like that's if they were trying to el- to uh, elicit that memory, they failed. Yeah. I didn't. That never occurred to me. Yeah. 
I don't know. It's just the whole Angelus chasing woman. Yeah, I don't yeah, know. Th- that's a little that's a little too thin for me. I was like, yeah. I don't, you, you gotta like maybe set up the shots to be similar yeah. or something, but like mm-hmm. have them do it in a high school. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, also, I, I was thinking to myself, like, where's Stephanie Romanoff now? <laughs> like, she's so great on this show, and I looked at her IMDb, and she does like four direct-to-video movies after this. What? And that's about it. <laughs> That's too uh, bad. Yeah. Maybe she. Well, maybe she was going to speak gonna out say- against Josh Whedon. He put a kibosh to that. <laughs> uh, she says. Uh, or maybe she just had a family. Well, she did have a child in 2005. Um, but it's just kind of like, wow, she's so great in this show. Um, she says here, I thoroughly enjoyed working on Calvary. The range of emotions I got to play was in many ways a culmination of Lila from the beginning of her time on the show right to the end. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I get her and the actress who played Kate mixed up. Uh, How? Which, which one of them? Which one of them came out as gay? Is it Stephanie Romanoff? I don't think so. Okay, I, I know one of them did. Must have been Elizabeth Rome. I, I don't know. I don't, okay, I don't maybe know. it was. Um, I was just I was thinking that like if it, if it had been Stephanie Romanoff, that maybe like maybe because of that it would be harder to like maybe she wouldn't be cast in stuff as much because you know that happens at that time, yeah. Um, I guess, I guess I really want to ask you guys again, like, what was your, uh, what was your reaction when Cordy stabbed Lila in the neck? I I was disbelief, complete disbelief. I mean, I was completely shocked. I went, what? Exactly like that. Yeah. I mean, this was, and I'm like, damn it. (laughs) This was, this was, uh, this was years ago. Um, so like, I'm trying to remember, but I, I think it was just like, I, I don't. I don't think I ever remember like saying anything. I think I just like like my mouth just sort of hung open. I was like, uh, and then like, and then it was immediate. And then this episode was immediately over, and I was like, but I was. I, it was that. Plus, I'm confused. I'm like, why? Like, why? Why, yeah. why is Cordy not like Lila? <laughs> why did you want to go and do a thing like that for? <laughs> R.J. Martinez in the chat says, "I was shocked." <laughs> so he's still shocked he, and appalled. He, he still is shocked. <laughs> yeah, I I was also shocked. It was crazy. So, I uh, I couldn't believe it, and I remember saying to myself out loud, "Holy shit!" Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, like oh my god. She called her, and she, she <laughs> called her a bitch too. I know. <laughs> yep. That was great. <laughs> oh, I loved it. Loved everybody it, loved called it. everybody a bitch in this episode. <laughs> yeah, but that was like that was like doubly offensive because she like stabbed her in the neck and then she's like, "You bitch!" It's yeah, nothing like, it's like being like murdered by somebody you did not expect it from at all. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god, Lila must be so embarrassed. <laughs> <laughs> what, uh, Cordy? Cordy is the one who stabbed me. What the fuck? Thank God, all my colleagues are dead. Oh gosh, that is I would so never live funny this down. So funny you're saying that. Oh, that reminds me of something that's coming in the future. I will just leave it. I know exactly what you're talking about. Joe. Thank you. Future. <laughs> Can't say anything. Fine, nope. fine. Hey, did we get any feedback? Oh yes. Um, some emails here. A couple emails. If it's not about how great I am, I don't want to hear it. All right. <laughs> well, this one's from Bruce. He says, uh, first of all, John Pavlich, what a guy. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> Hello, new best friend. I smell editorial. <laughs> uh, 
He goes, uh, Jeepers Creepers, Cordelia. I knew she never liked Lila, but that was one elaborate plan just to get rid of her. Or I guess it could be something else. I hope the in, all the Angelus fans enjoyed both episodes. They're both full of exposition, but Soulless is one I endure in order to get to Calvary. What? The, the episode title probably refers to Miriam Webster's second definition of Calvary, an experience of intense mental suffering. Um, actually, I have a trivia here for that, Bruce. Having been to Calgary, Alberta, yep. <laughs> this, the title Calvary ref- references the site outside Jerusalem where Jesus Christ was allegedly crucified. Another name for the place Calvary is Golgotha, which means the place of a skull. So <laughs> uh, another uh, among other possible reasons for the writers to choose this title, Charles Gunn and Connor go to a site where soul eaters have been buried, chop up his head and prepare its skull, its skull for the reinsoling ritual, hence mm. making that scene a Golgotha, a place of a skull. Um, RJ oh. Martinez confirms he still is shocked after all this time. <laughs> yes. Buffy Summers says, oh, my God, Robin, I was thinking that, too. The thing that I guess you were thinking in the future. Oh, and yeah. RJ Martinez adds, <laughs> I love the Oedipus line. Oh, yeah, so good. Um, among other things, the secret's out about what happened to Professor Seidel. Nicely done by Angelus, and his timing of the Wesley-Lila reveal was perfect. Um, Manilo didn't record raindrops keep falling on my head until 2006. Maybe Angelus knew it from the Forrest Gump soundtrack. (laughs) (laughs) What? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And he says the quotes, uh, because I'm, parentheses, almost, parentheses, free, nothing's worrying me. Is that from the song? I have no idea. I don't know. Do y'all not know raindrops? Do y'all not know the song? Yeah. I know the song. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah. Butch Cassidy? Yeah. Riding around on a bike. Riding on a bike. So weird. (laughs) I was like, I'm I'm watching a Western, and yet... Uh, Ray says, Solus, for the most part, I find it pretty fun to watch all the characters have their one-on-one conversations with Angelus. I do feel like some of Angelus's dialogue is a little bit off, though. Maybe it's just because he didn't have to carry as much of the show or talk as much in season two of Buffy. But I think that a lot of Angelus's lines here walk a fine line between creepy and corny. For the most part, they land pretty well. But occasionally a line would make me kind of roll my eyes. I think one of the Angelus's, Angelus's first lines is, Angel Smangel, which kills me. <laughs> so for the for that reason, Angelus feels just slightly different to me than he did on Buffy. I don't know, uh, Ray. I I just rewatched uh, Buffy season two, and Angelus is freaking obnoxious in, in, during that uh, season. And I, I think it was pretty on point. He has, I, he has no problem being corny because he's just that evil. It's like I yeah. don't care. I'm going to slaughter all of you. I don't. Like yeah. <laughs> and he's old. Yes. Uh, He continues, but I think overall it's a success. You have Angelus push everyone's buttons, call out all the gang secrets, and revel in the misery that he's causing everyone. And in general, it's just fun to have Angelus back. I don't think Wesley is picking a great time to make his move on Fred, though. But I guess he figures the world could end at any minute, so there's no time to waste. Calvary. I had some of the same problems with Angelus' dialogue in this one, but oh well. R.I.P. Lila. She has grown from a character that I didn't care that much for to one of my favorites. The way that she is so unapologetic about being a bad person and that she's always just looking out for herself is great. Heck, I even grew to enjoy her relationship with Wesley. 
I'm going to miss her going forward, but I'll say that her death is quite the oh shit moment and a great cliffhanger. Cordelia just straight up murdered her. What do the newbies think of that? Uh, <sighs> Again, because it's so out of character for Cordelia, I don't think it's Cordelia. Mm-hmm. I have a feeling she might be possessed in some way or under some sort of a spell. I honestly don't know. I'm I'm just coming up with Randall. <laughs> she got right power drunk. She get, got given all them powers. Yeah, she I got honestly, drunk with power. I really I, don't have a plausible or good theory at all. It could be that the spin the bottle curse didn't break on her, and this is exactly how like sixteen year old uh, spoiled Cordelia would would uh, act. Interesting. <laughs> Start murdering people. <laughs> uh, he finishes up saying the things have gone from bad to worse. The beast is still out there, and now Angelus is loose in the world as well. Ray, thanks, Ray, and uh, thanks, uh, Bruce. Uh, thank you. All right. Anything else we want to talk about with this episode? There's got to be some more stuff here. Uh, the Shumash tribe is it's that's where the Soul Eater is buried, which is of course a reference to the Buffy episode Pangs, Thanksgiving episode. <laughs> uh, Corey in the chat says Cordelia is the first Eva. <laughs> Spoilers. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Oh, I do love that right before Lila, like right as Angelus is settled, set on Lila and he's got her on the floor, she like immediately is like, hey, let's make a deal. Like, let's partner yeah. up. You, know? <laughs> you might need me. Um, I don't know if there's anything else I really wanted to mention. The fact that uh, the Beast is Dominion, we talked about that, that the Beast usually is just known for just murdering everything. He just doesn't <laughs> do a bunch of like rain of fire rituals or anything like yeah. that. That's not what he's known for. So <laughs> it's all Cordy, man. Cordy. Um, she's the worst. Apparently. <laughs> uh, trying to find the reference here. I'm not going to have it without Google. She's the Mark Singer. You either get that or you don't. I'm sorry. I got it. That's funny. Thank you. <laughs> uh, that's all I have, guys. What do you, what do you, you got? Anything else? That was great. I love this episode. Yay! Somebody's got the YouTube on. Has the YouTube on, and she's on the call twice somehow. <laughs> My I turn that crap off. Huh? My phone cannot last an entire redemption cast. <laughs> Uh, I think it's time for ratings. All right. Yes. Yeah, I, I, uh, <laughs> thank you. Uh, it's good because I, I have to go in like 10 or so minutes. Um, I, yeah, I love this episode. It's a great, uh, companion piece to Solus, and it just carries over all of the things that made Solus great. And, you know, that twist at the end is just so mind blowingly fantastic. Uh, and it's, and it's not because it's, it's, it's completely out of left field. Like, mm-hmm. like if you, you watch the episode again, knowing what you know now, like they do hint at some things, you know, with like Cordy's behavior and some of the things she says, but, uh, yeah, I think it's fantastic. So I'm going to give it uh 10 out of 10, uh, uh, pointless skulls. Yeah. <laughs> Cause they didn't end up needing it. It did, did nothing. I went to all that trouble for nothing. Yeah, for some reason, uh, uh, Angel a- a- Angelus could beat the Lorne singing test too. Yeah, what is up with that? 
I guess we'll find out. <laughs> uh, Illyrio, you want to go next? Um, yeah, this was a 10 for me. Uh, Angelus escapes, fools people into thinking he's Angel, uh, and Cordy stabbed a bitch. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, 10. 10 out of 10. 10 out of 10. Uh, wow! <laughs> I love that. That's I, all I got. The frustration of Angelus grabbing that little girl and realizing that's just another vampire. <laughs> just, <Yeah>. Damn it! <laughs> He's like There's ready to rampage. There. There's a quote there. I was uh, Kim? Uh, well, like I'm... <laughs> I like this episode even more than last episode okay. uh, in places. Ooh. And in other places, not so much. Um, I will say I do like Soulless better because whatever. But I, I, I enjoyed the bit at the end... Uh, uh, well, before the end, when when uh, we find that Angel is not Angel, it's still Angelus, mm-hmm. because I was just like, oh, come on, come on, you can't, you can't have it for only one episode, you can't, guys, you can't do this to me, and they didn't, and I was just so ha- like, you should see the notes that I have for these two episodes, like last I'd love week, to. like last week, if you thought my notes were crazy, like, okay, let me just see, let's see if I can read this for you, I'm like. Angelus is back. I love him so much. 12 exclamation points. And like, I'm circling like, LOL. So funny. LOL. Great. And and then I write, I still hate Connor. WTF. And I wrote, I actually wrote rape. And then I was like, what? (laughs) (laughs) Which is a, a good reaction to that. Like, complete scrambling of a mad woman here. But I was so into these last two episodes. It was so good. And I remember a part that distinctly made me laugh out loud where Leslie and uh, uh, Fred were, like, about to kiss again. And then Lila shows up. She's like, any progress? And the way that Wes, like, audibly sighs, he's like, ugh. It just made me laugh so hard. I'm so thirsty. <laughs> so good. And, uh, but no, I, well, long story short, I really enjoyed this. It was a great episode. It was fantastic. Uh, I'm going to give it, uh, obviously, 10 out of 10 yeah. more peons. Uh, more peons? <laughs> yeah, isn't that what it was called? The thing that the, the soul was trapped in? I don't think so. Paste? Isn't that what they said at the beginning? It was uh, oh, Shit, I had it written down. I think it's more peon. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I wrote down. No, it's it's Mo Ping. Mo Ping. Yeah, close. See, that's exactly it's what not I'm more saying. peeing. <laughs> <laughs> you guys, you guys are mean. That's exactly what I said. <laughs> it's not like you could prove it otherwise either. Like, yeah. check the tape. <laughs> that's what I said. Did you have a lot of beer and watermelon before doing this show, and so your mind is elsewhere? <laughs> Omg, it was so. Wait a second. Yeah, no. Or I can say 10 out of 10 Darth Vampires, because that was a good one. <laughs> <laughs> Steph. Uh, I don't know if you're going to get my reference here, but remember when Wes, when they went to get, what's his name? Wu-Pang. Wing Chung. Wu-Pang. Wing Chung. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Racist. <laughs> Guys, really. So, Wu-Pang. They went to get Wu-Pang, and he was doing Tai Chi over that roadkill. So so when they go to get him again to see what his backup plan is for when they lose the soul, he is playing like 
Tiddlywinks. So really? I give it 10 out of 10 metaphysical <laughs> games of Tiddlywinks. All right. All right. Well, God, this is like a crazy episode of Redemption Cast because we're going to have tens across the board and tens for me. Ten for me, too. We're all the Russian judge. And this episode <laughs> is a Russian ice skater. <laughs> I, get, I mean, I mean, you know, you could say uh, it was kind of like not as good as the last one. So why give it a ten? But man, that ending is so great. So good. And so just crazy. You're just like, what the hell is going on here? Um, so I'm just going to give it 10 out of 10. Suck you, bitches. Okay. Ah. Tim Michael, go ahead. Yeah, mine too. Bastardo. <laughs> hey, it's quote time. Uh, John, go do. Uh, well, I've, I already gave my uh, quote for this episode <laughs> earlier, but I'll, I'll do another one. Yeah, do another one. Maybe I'll sprout wings and flutter away. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Where's that from? I can't remember. That's uh, he's uh, when he's he's still in the cage and they're saying yeah. they're talking. I think it's just before uh, they're they're going to do the spell or whatever. Yeah. And I I don't remember what uh, I think it's Fred like says something like oh maybe so and so and and Angelus just goes and maybe I'll sprout wings and flutter away. <laughs> <laughs> How did you survive this long being so retarded? <laughs> wow. Wait, is it time for my quote? Yeah. <laughs> Wait, who was that directed towards? Uh, who was that again? Was it Wesley, Fred, Gunn? What, that line? That was yeah. in, in, in Jealous. No, no, but who, who was he talking to? I think he was talking like Fred and Wesley, right? Okay. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Must require uh, better guards. Yay! <laughs> yay! I love that quote so much. That was great. Kim, I'm hoping you don't have my quote. I've been good so far. Go ahead. Well, I said, mine was the suck you bitch quote. Ah. Uh, and then I wrote, I was, I meant to go back, but I did. I wrote, 1610 left, Lauren's quote, go back and write it down, which I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> And then there was one where I kind of went, oh, and it was when Angela says uh, to Gunn, for the first time in your life, you just weren't dark enough. Oh, <laughs> shit. Yeah, see, that was, the, that was the one I did earlier that I thought was from Solas, and it turned out to be yeah. this episode. Yeah. So you got your quote stolen, stolen twice, Kim. I know. She took it back. A, it's okay. I had another. What was my other one? No, there's the rape one, and then there was... <laughs> Guns wrote, I wrote gun. I'm tired of you looking everywhere but at me. I was like, you're such a 14 year old girl. <laughs> I, I know it cracks right. you up because he, because he goes, when, when, when they come in and she looks over and he goes like that. I'm like, they just walked in the door. Any person would like yeah. involuntarily yeah. look towards the door when <laughs> someone comes in. Like, jeez, yeah. get over All yourself. Right. Right. Corey in the chat says, I think that was directed at Tormund Giants Bane. <laughs> <laughs> All right, my uh, quote. My yeah. quote is, uh, "Yeah, sometimes you just gotta keep whacking." <laughs> yeah. My honorable mention is, I bet you Wes would never hit her. He's all proper in English, and that accent. Ooh, chicks just love a good accent. Makes them all buttery in their nether regions. Isn't that right, Fred? You know, I had a bit of an Irish brogue back in the day. If you like, I can use it on you when I rape you to death. Crazy shit. How do they say I'm that on television? I'm wondering if they... Quietly. 
if they if they had something else in mind planned in case it didn't get away because i noticed when that when he was doing that little bit of his little monologue it was him on the tv screen really far away mm. so that you couldn't really read his lips so i thought oh maybe they had another line 80 yard ready to go just in case it didn't get past you know mm. or approved because i was like, i was i was just like what like i was like how did he say that what like it was too much oh, too much but it's Angelus, so I liked it. Yep. Same. It was awful. <laughs> it was awful. It was perfect. It was All right. Terrible. I'm going to have to have my, uh, I'm going to do my backup quote before you, you wrap this up, Valeria. Uh, it's, uh, look at yourself, Lila. All these years wanting to meet me, you couldn't run a comb through your hair, maybe slap on a little lipstick. Evil doesn't mean, that doesn't have to mean sloppy. Yeah, Terrible. That was a good one. <laughs> what a jerk. Yeah. If you all want to send us feedback, you can send us an email at redemptioncast at gmail.com. The, we're on Twitter, twitter.com slash redemptioncast. Check out the Facebook group, facebook.com slash group slash potential cast. Keep it spoiler free, please. And no, we don't want to know how to get the new iPhone for $40. No, we don't. So keep the spam out of our face. Um, yeah. I'm kind of curious. I know, right? <laughs> um, yeah, so I think... Oh, and if you're interested in all of our back episodes, uh, they're available at uh, redemptioncast.blogspot.com. That's where you can find our episodes. Um, hey, what's on the slate for next time? Oh, next time? <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, all right. Um <clears throat> Let me. Th- there's a reaction. Okay, so let me get to where. Bias reaction. Next time we have. Okay, so we have 32 episodes left. Just to tell you, uh, the next. Holy two episodes, shit! Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Next two episodes we have to watch are salvage and release. I'm so excited for what's coming <laughs> for you guys. <laughs> I know something you don't know. <laughs> I think I know something that was spoiled on the cover of something. Oh. <laughs> But we'll see. Boo. <clears throat> That's not fair. Man. Hopefully, the Spanish people don't uh, leak the episodes. The together. Spaniards. Nobody the expects Spaniards. the Spanish HBO leak. <laughs> <laughs> hey, John, thank you for being our guest. Thank you. Uh, is there anything you would like to promote? Uh, yes, I would. Thank you. Um, uh, I have my flagship podcast, Sofa Dogs, uh, which I've been doing for uh, a little over 10 years now. Wow. Uh, it's at uh, sofadogs.lipsin.com. Uh, I'm also on Twitter, uh, at, at John Pavlich. Um, and, you know, you go to the website, and there's all kinds of other things, fun stuff there. Like, um, I, like I have my YouTube channel, I have my, my Etsy store, uh, and I have my GoFundMe campaign. Uh, so go there and check all that fun stuff out. And if you feel so inclined, maybe you can donate some stuff. Awesome. Thank you, John. We appreciate having you on the show. Thank you so much. Good talking to you again. Yeah, I miss you guys. <laughs> well, we're back, baby. Yeah! <laughs> All right. Well, uh, on that note... <laughs> we're leaving <laughs> again. Fuzzy little creatures crawl out of the trees.
you better hide. When you go out in the woods tonight, you'll never look for surprise. When you go out in the woods tonight, you won't believe your eyes. Teddy scares everywhere, searching for food. When you go out in the woods tonight, the main force is you. Meet me at the Teddy Scare Picnic. You never know where you'll get They'll have your sense soon If they haven't caught you yet You better run When you go out in the woods tonight You'll look for a big surprise When you go out in the woods tonight You won't believe your eyes Ten scares everywhere Searching for food When you go out in the woods tonight The main force is you Meet me at the Teddy Scare Picnic When you go out in the woods tonight, we'll realize